I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 63. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Before I ever heard this week's song first by Lauren Daigle, I fell in love with the lyrics. My daughter Emily asked me to use it on the podcast, and so on a road trip a while back, I looked up the lyrics and the story behind the song before I ever even listened to it. Because for me, on this podcast, linking back to the scripture is my priority. That is what I put first. And in our house, we've been talking a lot about putting first things first lately. Like, do your homework, then play. Read your Bible, then your book. Putting first things first is a really good, solid habit. I really want my girls to have. And when I chose this week's song, I was excited because I already had a scriptural direction in mind. But I don't think it's coincidence that lately I've been having a hard time putting first things first. So perhaps this week was custom designed to humble me before I start giving you some biblical advice. I have just had a heck of a time with the discipline of putting God first. I'm not talking about in like a legalistic sort of way. I'm talking about in practical ways, in my actions and in my thoughts this week. And it's because it's been a really busy week for our family. I won't bore you with all the details, but let's just say Meredith turned eight on Wednesday. On Thursday night, Emily had a showcase performance with Christian Youth Theater, also known as CYT. We had Meredith's birthday party with some of her friends on Friday afternoon. Emily had CYT practice until 9 p.m. Friday night. More practice from 9 to 4 on Saturday day. And then a few friends over to spend the night to celebrate her birthday coming up Wednesday because we can't celebrate that in the coming weeks because of so much CYT practice. And then our family birthday party was on Sunday for cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents. All fun, but very exhausting. And it's a week like this that really finds me putting my list first, but not putting God at the top of my list. You know, I've been putting my schedule first, but not putting my relationship with God first in my schedule. And so my anxiety level is high. I end up taking it out on the ones that I love. And then there's the call, the call of the Holy Spirit, this call from God to put him first, to seek him first, to give him my first fruits, because he gave me his firstborn. But I don't. I mean, have you ever done this? You hear the Holy Spirit calling you to stop and read the Bible, but you pick up your phone and check Facebook instead. You hear him calling you to step outside and sit in the quiet for just a moment, and you turn on the TV instead, or better yet, turn on Christian music instead. (laughs) This idea of first is so important. 
It shows up over and over again in scripture. The order matters to God. And sometimes we don't really understand why. But then again, he is God. He, he, he has the right to make up the rules, right? So let's take, for example, Cain and Abel. In Genesis chapter 4, it says, When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry, the Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. I never really understood this story growing up. Did God want Cain to bring him a lamb too? Was Cain's hard work from the field not enough? And I really don't think it is that. I want you to read it closely. Cain presented some of his crops, while Abel presented the best portions of the firstborn lambs. Some versus the best of the first. Even though I've written it in my notes, and as I'm reading the scripture to you, I'm totally convicted. You know, this week I have really brought God my sum, not my best of the first. You know, and and the thing is, is that I can I can label this sin. Um, I can justify it in my own mind. I'm really busy. My norm, my week is not normally like this, or whatever. But I I think we forget how ugly sin is to God and that we sin when we don't bring our best of the first. We sin when we bring our sum. And and again, as I'm just even pondering it again, even though I wrote my notes earlier this week, I am just really convicted at this idea, you know, and he did not accept Cain and his gift. And, And that's interesting too, because of course I want God to accept my sum and he's saying, but I want your first. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Before I lift my cares, I will lift my arms. I want to know you, I want to find you in every season, in every moment. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. A dear friend reached out to me this week, and she's in a place of high anxiety and in desperate need of rest. Not not a nap, not sleep, but rest. You know, the details of her life don't really matter, but if you knew them, you would just drop to your knees right then and pray for her and completely understand, even from the outside looking in, that her anxiety is totally justified. She said, I feel like there is very little white space in my life and mind right now. And boy, this week, I can relate. And yet, I kept my crazy, frantic pace. And when I did have a moment, I didn't use it wisely. I didn't put God first. You know, in Matthew chapters 5 through 7, Jesus is sitting on a mountainside, and he's teaching his disciples. He's teaching his followers, not just the 12, but the many other disciples not listed by name who were following Jesus. You know, in this group of followers, I'm sure there were many that were on fire for every word that came out of the mouth of Christ. 
And then I'm sure there were some who were torn, you know, confused because it didn't necessarily contradict all that they were taught growing up. But this was just so different. Then there were those who were on the fence, you know, keeping their hearts at a safe distance, but just drawn to this this man, Jesus. And I'm sure there were a few among them that day that were hoping he would trip up so that they could get him. But he sat among them all anyway, teaching, teaching all of them. And when he was done, the Bible says the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. But tucked into Matthew chapter 6, so again, this, this teaching session is, is cataloged here in Matthew's chapter 5 through 7, but right there in the middle, tucked into Matthew chapter 6, is a lesson about first. Jesus is teaching his followers not to worry about everyday life. He begins to describe some common worries and concerns that we often struggle with, even today. And so what happens to us when we place our questions, our worries, and concerns first? Well, we become frantic and our concerns dominate our thoughts. Do you agree? Well, that's what Jesus said. So what is his solution? I love it in the voice translation. It says in chapter 6, verse 32, outsiders make themselves frantic over such questions. They don't realize that your heavenly father knows exactly what you need. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be given to you too. I love it. Also in the New Living Translation, it sa- it starts out, okay, remember I just read it in the voice, and it says, outsiders make themselves frantic over such questions. And in the New Living, it says, uh, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Interesting. And both translations, all the translations say, your father already knows your needs. In the ESV, the English Standard Version, which is a a word-for-word translation, Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God. Uh, Seek the kingdom of God above all else, one version says. So if you are a Christian, and you've been in God's word or in any church for any length of time, you've probably heard this verse. Maybe you've already even memorized it. Potentially, you've sang it. You've sung it in a in a in a uh, worship song. Uh, I, there are many that that had this verse as I was growing up in the worship songs. But this is one of those that you must take action. You might know it, <laughs> but you're going to have to take new action, as I discovered this week. But interestingly, Jesus said that the outsiders or the unbelievers get all wadded up in their worries, but that followers of Christ, true believers in God, won't because you know that you know that God already knows what you need. And the implication here is that he will take care of them too. So when I was researching the story behind this song, Lauren Daigle, she tells of how this song came to be. And I just had to highlight it. I'm going to link to the complete article in the show notes. You can see those at michellekneesat.com forward slash 63. But she said she was very anxious about the new album that this song is on because it wasn't complete. And she really felt like God had more in mind. And so that morning, someone had shared a scripture art with her on Instagram of Matthew six thirty three. Seek first. 
So I love what Lauren did next. She sat down and read the whole chapter of Matthew 6. Good girl. So a quick Bible interaction tool. Again, just read verses in context. If your pastor teaches out of a few verses, go home and read the whole chapter. If you see a word art on Facebook or Instagram or something that grabs your attention, grab your Bible and read the whole chapter, just like Lauren did. Lauren goes on to reveal this. We all have our own pressures that the world throws our way. I live under the pressure of perfectionism that I put on myself. I've seen that play itself out in my relationship with the Lord as well. He has been showing me that his character is not harsh towards me as long as I'm seeking him first. And I want to pause there because, wow, doesn't that remind you of what we just read with Cain and Abel? Don't don't look so sad. Just do what you're supposed to do and everything's going to work out okay. That's what God was telling Cain. So, uh, again, his character is not harsh towards me as long as I'm seeking him first and that whatever he desires for me is what I desire for myself as well. I was talking about this with some friends, and I think I've brought the pressure of my perfectionism into my relationship with the Lord. Someone said, I think God is more concerned with you than his path for you. Now that is good. God is more concerned with you than his path for you. I want to flip that around. I want to be more concerned with who God is than what he can do for me. I want to seek his face before I seek his hand. So what did I do about it this week? Well, with the same willpower that I have used in the past to, let's say, not eat chips at a Mexican restaurant, I reached for my phone just to check my notifications real quick. I paused, resisted doing that first. I grabbed my Bible and a Bible study I'm working through, and I headed to my screen porch to be with Jesus. Sometimes it comes down to practical choices here. I know that we're talking about spiritual truths, and um, but a practical choice to set the phone down or set whatever your temptation is down that you would put first before God and grab those tools and resources that you need to put him first. I don't want to be legalistic about it, but there are tools and resources that can be your go-to things to put him first when you're in moments like this. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and link to this Bible study that I grabbed. I'm going to put it in the show notes. It's called Unpack Your Heart by Melissa Dunwa. I purchased it at a recent women's conference, and I have to warn you, it's pretty touchy-feely. For my male listeners, it will definitely be way outside your comfort zone. But but for me, I tend to, to take an academic approach to Bible study on this podcast but it's funny because as a practice, I, I really have a very intimate relationship with God. And I believe the approach Melissa Dunwa takes in this study is what I have done in my personal walk, but have not really spent a lot of time on this podcast walking you through. So outside my comfort zone a little too um, in, in 
teaching, but maybe not in practical nature of how I relate to God myself. But like I encouraged us last week, we need to allow God to speak to us in new ways. And maybe, just maybe, this will lead us closer to him first. So uh, this Bible study is an interactive, uh, it's got multimedia devotional. It engages the senses through, there's artwork, uh, watercolored artwork in the Bible study. There are some audio downloads, con- uh, contemplative questions for journaling. Uh, this is a heavy journaling type study. And prior to this crazy week, I had been working through it day by day, by day and then I had pretty much taken almost over a week off because it really forces me to slow down and think. And I didn't think I had time for all that this week. And I really wasn't feeling focused enough to do it. So it's funny because I think it would have helped me a lot, even as I had so much to do this week. But let me just stop right there and just tell you that that's a crazy lie from the enemy. Like everything has to be just so for you to spend time with God or to meditate or to pray or to read. And now that I'm on the other side of that this week, I'm just looking back and realizing how crazy it was. And I really did fall into the trap of the enemy. And I'm hoping that you can learn from my experience uh, this week and just take my word for it and don't buy into that lie uh, that everything has to be just so for you really to put God first. So I, I... I sat here, here I sat on the day when I'm supposed to listen to the audio download that I have as a playlist on my iPhone. So the audio download related to this Bible study, it just plays soft music and kind of has a guided prayer time. And so even some advice to close my eyes and focus on my breathing. And before you think it sounds too far out for you, it really is effective. It really made me slow down and focus because I really was frantic about the details of this crazy week. So I, I really felt my own mind pulling at me like a toddler on the toil aisle at Walmart, you know, but by focusing on my breathing and tuning into the smells and the sounds and the colors around me, it really helped me to focus in on my maker. And I felt myself slowing down mentally and leaning in to Jesus. Now, throughout this Bible study, Melissa basically invites us into her own journal as she ponders her thoughts and questions and God's revelation to her. Then she guides us through our own journaling, kind of forcing some thoughtfulness that often we really don't take time to uh, to take. We don't take the time to be thoughtful and think deeply And uh, so in the spirit of this study, I'm going to invite you kind of into my journaling that uh, on this day, Melissa encourages us to choose a scripture or a story or a memory and join Jesus in it and then journal about it. And here is the story that began to form in my mind. I started journaling this. I just want to sit at his feet leaning up against his legs with my head resting against him. He reaches down and strokes my hair as I sigh deeply and lean in closer and close my eyes. I remember something I should be doing. My eyes pop open and my head shoots up. He gently places his palm on the side of my face and firmly repositions me against him again. He doesn't even have to say it out loud. Don't be a Martha. This is a better choice. We just sit in intimate silence. I realize in that moment, it is exactly what I needed most. Not words, 
not activity, not advice or direction, just Him, just Jesus. First, Jesus. You are my treasure and my reward. Let nothing ever come before. You are my treasure and my reward. Let nothing ever come before. I seek you. If we're headed back to the context of Matthew chapter 6, right before where we see to seek him first, his kingdom first, and his righteousness, is the teaching about the fact that where your treasure is, your heart will be also. That's exactly what Jesus says. So think about this. Your heart follows your treasure. Have you ever read it like that? Place your treasure and then your heart will, will follow. Your, your time and your talent and your money, these are treasures that God has given us. And, and today we've really been considering our time. And while it's probably true that where you spend your time is a reflection of your heart, this scripture implies that we can lead with it and our heart will follow proactively, not reactively. Proactively, purposefully leading with our time first, and then our heart will follow. So my encouragement to you is to sit at the feet of Jesus today. Make time. Be proactive. Lead with it. Put him first in practical ways, like making time for prayer and meditation before Facebook. And in spiritual ways, like walking in the knowledge that God knows all that you have need of. And promises that he will add that to what he really wants for you, which is him and his kingdom and his righteousness. So what's next? Well, before I leave today, I want to bring your attention to a Bible interaction tool that I used on this episode. I took a very common section of scripture, which was Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all will be added to you after that. It says, and I looked at it in several translations. I read it to you in the voice and in the New Living Translation and in the English Standard Version. So I encourage you to do that from time to time. It'll bring a fresh perspective to God's word and help you see it in new ways, especially if you're real familiar with a certain section of scripture. So go ahead and do that. I encourage you to read all of Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7 because it is the complete teaching that we took today's scripture from. If any sections jump out at you, then read those in various versions like I just talked about. And then try something new. Maybe put on a Pandora station like Relaxation Radio. It plays real calming music. Find a quiet place and just sit in God's presence. Let him minister to your soul. He wants to meet you there. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me at michelle at michellekneesat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Facebook and talk about what you're learning or leave a comment on this week's show notes, michellekneesat.com forward slash 63. And just a few quick announcements before I leave today. I want to personally thank you for listening 
with a gift. I don't want you to have any excuses for not having God's Word front and center every day. So if you log on to my website at michellekneesat.com and subscribe with your name and email address, I will email you memory verse resources each week to display on your smartphone, your tablet, or desktop, or you can print them out and place them in the best location for you. It is just a small token of my thanks and hopefully a useful tool for you. And I want to shout out to Lena from Florida, Laura from somewhere in the U.S., and Jimmy from Oklahoma. These are my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. And don't miss an episode of my podcast by subscribing in iTunes. And while you're there, please leave me a written review and star rating. This not only encourages me, but helps me stay visible to new listeners. As always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use We Won't Be Shaken by Building 429 because my bestie suggested it and even gave me a head start on what scriptures to explore. I can't wait. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 63. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.